Everybody. Welcome back to Path and Bounds Creative Office Hour. My name is Stella Guan. I'm the founder and CEO. And today I'm so excited to welcome my guest. Um, her name is Ding Ding Hu, and she is an excellent illustrator um, coming from China. We're both from China, and we actually met on LinkedIn uh, a while ago when she was running a, um, I believe it's a Kickstarter campaign for an animal pin. And I thought her work is so amazing. It's beautiful. Um, so I, I thought I had to, had to reach out. And and also, she actually um, taught at the same university as I did before at Fashion Institute of Technology in New York, and she's currently based in New York uh, herself. So I'm really excited to speak to her about her career as a professional illustrator today. Hi, how are you doing today? Hi, Stella. I'm so excited to be here. Um, when you reached out to me on LinkedIn, and I was like so delighted to find out about you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, me too. I mean, I, I was actually in awe of your talent because, you know, not every illustrator that you come across has this distinct style. And Aww. I definitely think that you do. Um, so tell, tell me what inspired you to become an illustrator. Yeah, so uh, I actually originally planned to work in advertising and everything was planned out. And I was in Shanghai but um, my mom kind of encouraged me to study abroad in my graduate uh, in my graduate school study. So she's like, get a master degree and like, you know, kind of you know like what led everyone else to America. Like if you're a student, so I decided to apply for graduate school, and uh, that's when the illustration popped out to me. So I didn't know it was a career, as you know, it it was not. Like it was like almost 10 years ago. Uh, it was not something like in China you do for a career. So that's when I first um, kind of get to know of it. And then I got into the illustration school. Yeah, and that's, that's where everything started. That's really interesting. I actually didn't know that you um, never thought of illustration as a career path and you came across it. And um, so you actually went to uh, Maryland is um, what's the full name? I, I keep I keep it's <laughs> Marin Maryland Institute College of Arts. Uh, yeah, my I actually don't understand why the institute and college all show up in the same name, but exactly. you can call it Micah. Micah, exactly. It's a very famous illustration school, and so you moved to the U.S. and um, you study, and then you um, became an illustrator. So uh, tell us how um, was the transition between you know going to school and getting your first um, job or gig as an illustrator? How did that happen? That is a long process. Um, so I think. Um, long story short, when I was in school, I didn't get it right. Um, just like I spent two years, had the most fun in my life, tried so many different things. And when I graduated, I was not ready. <laughs> so that's a part one and part two about getting my first job. Um, because like I said, I was not the kind of person who knew exactly what I want when I graduate. I know some of people are like that and I admire that. So I got my first job just by, I got this like client like list. I bought a list and I printed out like 500 postcard and I just send out like maybe a hundred. Wow. Yeah, it's way too much. 500 <laughs> is way too much. I, I have to throw away the remaining 400, but I oh. send out a hundred postcard. That's when I got my first gig as an illustrator. 
it was so exciting. I think it was like four hundred dollars, something like that. So yeah. If you're asking the first gig, that's the first gig. Yeah, that's so interesting because I I actually have never never heard of um anyone who did your approach, and I think that's really, really yeah no I think that's really um amazing because um. Obviously, you were very proactive in reaching out.、Um, even though you said, "Well, you know, it's it's like a lot to do," but had、mm-hmm. you not done that, maybe you wouldn't have, you know, been able to become an illustrator at all.、Um, yeah, that, that, yeah, and and every industry obviously is a little bit different.、Uh, different, but I I think just by reaching out to people is pretty much the same to in every industry, no matter what you're doing. So、yeah. you also have a very、um, distinct illustration style. You like to draw a lot of people and food, and people on food or <laughs> people with food. I thought that was very interesting, and you've already established that style yourself. And、um, and obviously, a lot of、uh, people like that, and they reach out to you and they contract you、um, for for their jobs. So、um, a lot of newer illustrators, especially, they definitely struggle with establishing their styles. Is there any advice you can offer them? How should they get started to form a unique style of their own?、Uh, I think for illustration style, I think there's two things that matters most to me. I think first you wanted to identify who are your favorite artists. That's what I did at the beginning. I collected a lot of people that speak to me. For me, obviously, it's a style that's like really colorful and really busy. That's kind of my vibe. And then after that. Um, by practicing and almost like mimicking people a little bit, but at the same time, after a certain period of practicing, your own voice will shine through your practicing. So it's a combination of study other people's work as well as finding your own voice.、Uh, and I think most important,、uh, give it time. Time、yeah. is really important. Yeah, yeah, that's、um, actually. I, I think that's so similar to design as well. Like、mm-hmm. in the in the beginning, you're not gonna have a groundbreaking style that you just establish from day one. That's not possible.、Yeah. You have to learn the craft first. You have to practice, and then you get inspired by other people who you admire, and then you maybe you mimic them a little bit, not copying, and then、mm-hmm. you start. It starts to come to you. Um, and it, it, I often equate it as learning a language. You're not gonna speak it fluent your, fluently yourself、yeah. first. You're gonna mimic, you know, like as a baby, you mimic the adults. As an adult,、mm-hmm. you mimic other people who are fluent, and then you start to speak、um, on your own.、Um, so that's <laughs> that's really helpful to know.、Um, so going back to your college,、uh, not college, a grad school experience, you were studying at Mica, and I heard that you know I heard from you that it's a very fun experience. Can you tell us a little bit about your time? Time there as a student. Was there any inspiring professors who,、um, you know, kind of taught you things that you didn't know before and inspire you to be the、uh, illustrator that you are today? Yeah, for sure.、Uh, I think for professors, it's probably a little bit too long to mention. But、uh, at the very beginning of my graduate school, one of my teacher, her name is Jamie Zollers. We had a conversation. And it was so interesting. She said, "There's two ways to go through graduate school. One is that you have a solid career plan, and then you fulfill that plan in your graduate school, such as、um, build a portfolio. And after you graduate, you just head into your career."、Um, but he's like, "Alternatively, you can ch- try as many things as you want. And by the time you graduate, you kind of know what you like and what you don't like. You kind of know." Which direction to go in general? So I obviously chose path two. So I just tried all kinds of different things. 
I'm glad you did. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think it's probably more often than not path number two, because if Mm -hmm. you think you want to do one thing and you don't open up your mind to anything else, when it fails, you know, you're going to be hit really hard and, and you're not going to be able to adapt because you're like, wait a minute, I think this is the only thing I'm supposed to do. What, what now? I'm glad you did that because I feel like everybody's path is definitely not going to be like a straight line because if it's a straight line, it's kind of boring. Um, anyway, and, and most creative people prefer to experiment. Um, I'm glad they, um, the professor directed you to that, to that direction. Um, so switching gears and talking about your craft, um, I, I know a lot of designers and illustrators, they had the opportunity to practice uh, their craft in school, especially in a four-year program, they definitely have um, enough time. Um, but nowadays, there are a lot of people who are transitioning from another career because they realized they didn't like that career. They wanted to try something more uh, creative, and they've always been creative, a lot of them. And um, the, 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 the thing is, because they already started in the workforce, they really want to transition as quickly as possible. So they want to learn everything and they want to, um, you know, get a new job in a new, uh, new field immediately. Um, so as a result, they probably don't have enough time to practice the craft. So do you have any advice for people, um, you know, like that? How can, how can they become better with their crafts if they transition to another career um, without necessarily, you know, having the access to a four-year program? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think first, I think you don't really need four years to be really good at something. Uh, I think so reassure that it's possible, but at the same time, I don't think you can do anything as as soon as possible because all the practice takes time. So I think the mindset is like, know that you don't need four years to get where you want to be. But at the same time, it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, I think uh, if any advice besides practicing, and I think it's to uh, narrow down, do not try to pursue too many things, maybe focus on one aspect and then just do that. Like for illustration, I would think maybe, for example, this is not what I did, but for example, maybe you just focus on, focus on poetry and you just do poetry. And I think that's like how you can be really good and well known for doing poetry in a short time. Yeah, I I like that because um, you, you're you not going to be for everyone. Like nobody yeah. is for everyone. But if you find your niche and you practice really hard and you establish your own style, you're going to be um, you're going to be, con- you know, pretty much the expert in that field, in yeah. that niche. And people come to you for that. It's, I think it's especially um, important for illustrators just because mm-hmm. if you draw everything, then you don't really have a style and, 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 you know, people won't remember your work. It's pretty much true for every kind of uh, creative field also. So we uh, recently met again as uh, fellow students at a uh, business boot camp called uh, Self-Made, uh, hosted by Britt Morin, who is the founder of a uh, well-known lifestyle brand called uh, Britt & Co. Uh, so what inspired you to enroll in a, an entrepreneurship program to, and uh, grow your business? And what advice do you have for creatives who have always been dreaming of doing their own business but are afraid of instability? Yeah, um, I actually invest in education every year. <laughs> so like I always trying to keep learning because I feel like I want to keep up to date with what's going on. Um, and what inspired me to join um, Self-Made is actually like a mutual friend who highly recommended me 
to like apply for a scholarship. So that's kind of how I did it. Um, and I think for entrepreneurship, I think I just want to say maybe this is not a popular opinion. It's not for everyone. It is not. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think it's that. a misconception. Yeah, I think like there's a phrase that lifestyle entrepreneur, basically you're like running a business on your own. It sounds so shiny and cool. And I just want to say not at all. Like, mm-hmm. like for me running my own business, I have to be an accountant and I have to be like agent, negotiator, promoter, social media manager. I have to do everything by myself and at least for me I don't hire anyone I don't have anyone to work for me so um if that's what attracted to you I think go for it but it might not be for everyone and it's not as like glamorous as it mm-hmm. sounds like yeah no I agree I'm also an entrepreneur um, now <laughs> and I, I transitioned from a full-time day job to this life and I can attest that it's not glamorous at all. And I work like way longer hours than I used to used to do. Um, but I, I think it's really your priorities in life and your, your um, you know, your desire lifestyle. Because I think if you work for a company, you definitely have a lot of work-life balance. If you join the right company, you can go off, you know, go out there and have fun for, you know, a couple of days without even answering any emails because you are out of office. But when you're an entrepreneur, <laughs> you cannot do that. Like you have to be on all yeah. the time. Yes, you can, you know, you can decompress, you can unplug um, if you if you need to. But most of the time, I found that most early stage entrepreneurs, at least, they are on 24-7 pretty much. And you have to wear many hats. Um, but I think the reward is once you build something up, then it's really kind of like your baby to own and you can create more value for other people. And later on, when you're more commercially successful, you definitely have more, you know, choices in life than you can ever have before. So it really, it's like, can you make it (laughs) before you make it, you have to really suffer. (laughs) So, yeah. So I like to talk a little bit about um, your background and it's also very similar to mine. We're both uh, immigrants from China, we moved to the US as an adult. So our experience is very similar to those of Asian Americans who grew up here, who are born and raised here, but are also very different in another way. Um, How has your immigration experience shaped your journey as a a creative? From from your popular Instagram account, um, I can I can tell that you spend you know, uh, a lot of time engaging in, in activism using your art, which I really admire, and I wish I could do more. So tell us a little, little bit about your um, immigration background in relation to your art. And also, uh, what do you think of using art as a form of activism? Sure, uh, I think to sum it up, first, first foremost, it's complicated. <laughs> like, I think immigration is always complicated. Um, but at the same time, I think um, the big difference from actually moving here, like I moved here, moved to the United States in my early 20s um, instead of grew up here. I think the biggest difference is that uh, I spent a long time trying to find my um, self-identity. I don't really know like where to fit in. However, um, the aha moment came to me when I realized that I don't need to fit in like exactly in the box or whatever you call it. And I think when I, I think I realized that like almost when I turned 30. And I think when I realized that it really gave me so much freedom. Um, I think in my early uh, 20s, I always think, oh, I'm an immigrant. I can't do this. I can't do that because I'm an immigrant. 
but it's actually totally nonsense. You can you can do everything. The only thing you might not have is that you might not have spent enough time to maybe understand the culture and a lot of different aspects. You might not have a family here, but you literally can do anything you want. You might just need to spend more time and work harder, but you can do anything that you are determined. So that's my mindset right now. Uh, and for social media, I don't think I'm really like an activist at all because I think to be a real like quote-unquote activist you have to do way more but I think I started to be more outspoken uh, based on personal experience Uh, I personally had experience where people like to see me as a stereotype and I also have experience of where um, gender inequality I personally had very frustrated experience in that it was so frustrated I feel like I have to, like, I haven't talked about that yet, but I just realized that the way American works is that you have to talk about things for people to pay attention. And also as, um, what do we call us? Like, we're kind of, we're not race in America kind yeah. of immigrant. I feel like if we don't start talk about it, people are going to ignore us. Like, I yeah. can't say, like, I was born here, but people don't look at me, blah, blah. I was not born here. <laughs> But I'm also immigrant. You have to pay attention to me too. Yeah, Yeah, I I really agree with that. I think our experience Mm -hmm. is kind of unique um, because, you know, like I myself, I came here as uh, an immigrant when I was 18. So a little Mm -hmm. bit you know, a little bit before you, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, kind of like we spend the majority of our adult life, adult lives here. Yeah. Uh, whereas we did definitely did not experience what other Asian Americans experience growing up, you know, it's a very different environment. So I definitely feel like we bring um, multi dimensions to, you know, um, our experience. And at the same time, our community is always known as, you know, the quiet ones, the yeah. model minority, like we can't be quiet anymore more given what's been happening um and the more that you speak about it the more people are aware um mm-hmm. and i i, I kind of like that and i you know i think everyone engaged in you know their own activism in different ways like you don't need to be like you know do it every you know do it every day because we all have bills to pay right like we yeah. have to do other things that um yeah. that we are tasked to do but um, at the same time, I, th- I think it's really encouraging to see someone like yourself setting the example for, uh, you know, like other um, people who may want to say something, but they never felt, um, you know, like they are allowed to say that. So I, I yeah, I really, uh, I think, you know, you're a good example. So um, y- you also said to me before that you briefly consider switching to another design or creative discipline before um, and and kind of like moving away from illustration at, at one point, but you ultimately decided that illustration is your path. So I would say that's a really great decision because you're so talented and you follow your heart, not what's currently trending. Um, and definitely I see a lot of people trying to get into one field because it's, you know, everybody is saying that, oh, it makes so much money. Everyone's getting into it. You, you should try it. Um, how can you speak to choosing a career path based on your passion versus based on what's currently popular? Um, yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, my backup plan was a UI UX designer. <laughs> Not a no, surprise. Interestingly, yeah, a lot of our <laughs> audience is UI UX. Yeah, and but- I tried. I, I, I was a digital designer for like two years, um, but I was not, I, I didn't get into UI UX because apparently 
uh, it's not easy. You have to work hard. You have yes. to really know what you're doing. <laughs> so I just want to say like nothing is easy. Uh, I decided to um, stick with illustration because I did two years of on digital designer. I was in the e-commerce, which I love. However, um, working by actually trying it out, I realized um, working a day job, nine to five, it's just not for me. Uh, I I worked more than one job, but every time when I was working, I always try to get whatever my boss sent to me, like done as early as I can. And I just do my own shit. Like, oh my God. Same for me. <laughs> I don't know if like, any of my boss is going to solve this and find out, but I think they it's know. Okay. Yeah. But like, it's just like, I realized I cannot do that forever, but that's kind of in my blood. I just, it's like, I know like sometimes like when other people finish their job, they just like browsing or whatever, but I always have other things I want to do. I just always work on my own. And I feel like having to pretend I'm doing something important mm -hmm. while working on my own, own stuff, it's kind of not very comfortable. So, yeah. um, so I eventually pivot, like actually, Pretty recently, like 2018, like that's when I quit everything else, just focus on illustration. But it was not like at day one. Like I don't think you can figure out your own path on day one. And if anyone who's listening who are not who are, who are worried about why I haven't quit everything, like you don't need to quit everything. Your path will show like as you try different things and then you realize this direction I definitely don't want to go. And then you close it and then you narrow it down and ultimately you become who you are. Um, but I think working as a digital designer actually helps so much with what I do today. Like I have an online shop and I actually send out newsletters myself. And I feel like I learned everything at my job. I understand yeah. like, all the e-commerce, like call to action. Like I didn't know what was call to action before I do my job. Um, yeah. And on another side, I, I want to talk about trendy as well as your passion. I think the best way the best thing to do is that you combine both. I think I actually admire people who do really well in UI UX. I just, my brain is just really colorful. That I, cannot, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I would do a really good job if I become a UI UX designer. I just thought it, it pays really well. But I think if your brain, it's like meant for like structure and system, like go for like UI UX, like with no hesitation, but but if like you're only doing it because it's trending, I think you're going to get into problem. Like it's like a marriage. You might get a divorce. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you're yeah. you're married for money and ultimately you realize. Exactly. That's we, not have to, we have to remember that analogy. Um, yeah. no, I, I, I think what you're saying is completely true. It's, it's like try to learn about yourself first and, and try a couple of things out and see which one you're better at. If yeah. you're better at one thing, no matter what people are saying, they're like, oh, but I don't think there are as many jobs. You know what? There are jobs, there are opportunities everywhere. Mm -hmm. You have to find your own niche. And um, actually, it's even better if there's not a lot of people working in where you, you're working right now, you can be the expert, right? Like you actually don't have as many competitions. You can make it really big. And on the other hand, um, there are, you know, actually not you know, like every industry has a peak and has, you know, like other times. So, you know, just because UI UX is trending right now doesn't mean it's going to be trending forever. So we, we don't want to jump on a bandwagon and kind of like jump on and fall off as, you know, because otherwise we won't ever establish an identity for ourselves. So I'm really happy that you 
chose your passion and um and it's you know uh, apparently working out <laughs> for you yeah. i also yeah. want to say that people who are doing really well in ux design i don't think it was easy i think no, it's of course really not. hard to be on top in any industry so That's if you want to go and jump in any industry you have to make sure like you are actually good at it you're actually yes. talented in that area and you actually have to work really hard you're not gonna be on the top just because that industry is trending i think yeah. when something is trending actually illustration it's kind of trending right now <laughs> yeah it is no actually yeah. there's so it was many not that, it yeah. was not but it's becoming but i think when something is really trending it's only there's more competition i don't yeah. think it's necessarily easier it's actually right harder. Exactly. It's not, not necessarily a good thing, right? No, I'm, I'm glad you said that. And um, actually, you know, illustration is something that tech is getting more and more like involved also because they realize mm -hmm. they need like that brand identity that has like, a you know, like a really unique style of illustration. And oftentimes like photography is not really going to do the job because, you know, like people will you know, leave and they don't, uh, you, you know, it's kind of like hard to speak to some concepts with just, um, you know, photos. So um, definitely agree. And um, I was just really wondering, because we haven't spoken in a while, and you seem to be working on a lot of um, great projects. So can you share a little bit about what you're currently working on? Or if you have any future plans, uh, any upcoming projects you would like to share with us? Yeah, um, actually, for the entire year of 2021, I'm working on a book. Um, Ooh, I'm really excited nice. about, um, it's all about a food. It's, um, it's meant for women and girls, female in general, and it's a sick and high book. It's like where's Wardo, but it's meant oh. for women and it's focused on food. That's, that's, so I think that's fun. everything I can share right now. And yeah. And I think this is like the best thing that ever happened to my career. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I, I, so. I can I can see that this is your dream project because you love food so much and you're yeah. an illustrator and you know you're an advocate for women, you know, for gender equality. That's like everything is coming together. We're so excited to hear and do you do you know when um, it's gonna be released? Yeah, uh, it is coming out in fall twenty is it 2021 right it's 2021 right now right yeah it is 2021 right it, now it is coming out in 2022 like i'm getting lost like yeah so it's next year next fall, year 2022 yeah wow so we will look forward to that um i'm yeah. so exciting I'm, I'm so excited to hear, you know, that you're putting every bit of your passion together. And, and that's the, the best part about, you know, working for yourself, like when you mm -hmm. encounter opportunities like that, or you create opportunities like that, you can really um, combine your work and your passion, and mm -hmm. um, cr also create, you know, wealth for yourself and for, you know, pe uh, people surrounding you and for like the mm -hmm. cause that you care about. Um, that's, that's really exciting. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I think we learn a lot from you as a, um, I would say a self-made illustrator who have carved. <laughs> self yeah. Well, yes, exactly. Uh, who have carved uh, your own path into the field, and I hope more and more people are, um, you know, they they've come to realize that you can make um, a living doing what you love if you believe in yourself. If you keep. Um, uh, being focused in one area that you can really perfect your craft in. And don't be afraid to go out there like you sending out, you know, uh, postcards <laughs> and getting yourself that job. I think that's something that's so inspiring. So thank you so much for joining us today.
Thank you. It's such a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah. So um, if you want to hear more inspiring stories like this, uh, definitely stay in touch with us on social media platforms. We update regularly. Um, our handle is A Path Unbound on all social, social media platforms. My name is Stella Guan. I'm the founder and CEO, and I will see you again next time. 